Collective Two's Top Trader Radio, where each week we bring you in-depth conversations and insights from standout strategy managers featured on the C2 platform with your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Collective Two's Top Trader Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, and we're very pleased today that you've joined us, and we know that you're going to find this very interesting. Uh, we're talking to one of the top traders on the platform. We're talking with Mario Randholm of Randholm & Company. He speaks to us from their headquarters in Lima, Peru. So, Mario, welcome to Collective Two's Top Trader Radio. Thank you for inviting me today. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Good. So, so Mario, uh, you were raised in Spain. In the year 2000, you went to New York City to be trained as a trader. You transferred then with the firm you were with uh, to Spain, then went to IE University, one of the, the world's top business schools, got an MBA, and you've been a professional trader since 2005. Uh, you have a strategy called R Option Strategy, and you have a track record with collective two that dates back to 2013 so let's start with your strategy our option strategy briefly describe it for us will you yes i mean like you said one of my popular strategies is our option i mean it started about 10 years ago and and like you said the public track record it's since 2013 that way, most investors or traders can verify the track record there. I mean, for me, the strategy, it's a market timer on the S&P 500 and NASDAQ. I mean, it trades options on, on the SPY and QQQ. Mostly sells premiums. And a good part of something that I like about the strategy, it's sometimes is in the market, sometimes is out of the market. So the market timing aspect is it's important. When I started years ago, I realized that there was a correlation between the S&P 500 and NASDAQ with about 80 stocks in the US. In recent years, with the help of computers, I added rules and filters to that strategy. I remember in the beginning, technical analysis and Stock closing prices were important, but currently, like volume delta, fund flows, I mean, in international mutual fund flows, and market profile uh, are a big part of that, of that market view. So, Mario, let, let me see if I can summarize it here, if I understand it correctly. You look at about 80 different stocks, and from those, you determine whether it's time to be in or out of ETFs, SPY, and QQQ. Yes, that's about correct. Okay. And Something then happened when, two years ago. Yes, sorry. Oh, okay. And, and, and then if you decide that it's not time to be in those, you do what? You go to cash? Yes, I go to cash. You go to cash. If you decided is time, do, do you deter? Are you sometimes in QQQ but not SPY or vice versa, or are you always in uh, either both or none? Yes, most of the times there is a correlation. So when I'm in the market, I like to be in both, but I do manage the sizing. For example, now the risk on the on the SPY is a bit larger than the risk on the Nasdaq because of the last 
drop uh, is that started on Friday. Okay, so now these 80 stocks that you analyze, you look at them and you kind of see them as, as what we call canaries in the, goal, in the coal mine, okay? They are initial indicators of either danger or opportunity. And so you determine by looking at those what you see the Qs and the SPY doing over what future period of time? I mean, the average trade lasts... Um, about 10 days. I mean, this is the data that there is public on, on Collective 2. So normally, like when we put a position, clients can expect to be about 10 days in the market. Some years ago, I mean, the Asian stocks were selling hard. And that, that selling continued in Europe and the U.S., so right now, I follow more than 80 stocks. I included some stocks from the euro stocks as, as well as Asian equities to the model because it, it's important to, to, improve, to, to improve the strategy continuously. So for me now, it's more like a, a broader view than only American stocks. Okay. And so why do you sell puts instead of just taking long positions in the Qs and, and SPY? Yes, I understand that selling premium increases the risk, but also increases the probability of being correct in the market direction. I did uh, a lot of analysis, and if you manage the risk properly, the risk return can can be better selling premium than going long the S&P 500 or, or the Nasdaq. So it's just pure mathematics and, and statistics. Okay. And, and in your trades, uh, can, can we ask to what degree you can be wrong and still be profitable or not have a loss? I mean, let, let's say if the if the trade finished positive, I consider that there is, I mean, that was a positive trade, that I was not wrong. Right. So there is a history public on the on the website that says there is about an 87% of positive trades for the strategy. So... Mm. Okay, so but but, but typically, uh, you, you sell a put, let's say, uh, on the Qs. The Qs yes. could drop about how much before that put would turn negative against you here? Okay, I understand the question now. I mean, there is a cushion. I built I built a cushion of the of, on the current price, and that cushion varies on on the volatility of individual stocks as well. As uh, different macro indicators and and flows and order flows, but to be safe, there is about a four to six percent cushion in today's market at current levels. So, in other words, you're selling these puts, and even if the the ETF, either Qs or SPY, drops as much as 4 to 6%, you're still not in a negative position on those puts. Is that correct? Uh, you could say so, yes. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's very interesting. You obviously know how to trade, how to sell puts better than I do. 
because <laughs> I don't do it's, nearly as well. I don't get four to six percent uh, uh, slush there. Yeah, like for example, sometimes depending of the current volatility on the market, that cushion get reduced. But it's 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 in in the history of the of the strategy, there is that cushion. Okay. Nowadays, with the volatility so low, yeah, I mean it's very hard for for sellers or premium sellers to to manage the risk but i use value at risk and it's, it's working for me okay i want to get back to that in just a minute uh but while it's on my mind let's ask are you a hundred percent in or out with these two etfs or do you leg in and out yes i normally i i give myself a couple of days to be able to leg in and out but uh but not most of the times. Okay. And uh, so let's go back here to volatility. All right. Now, again, volatility has been historically low. You are selling premium. Okay. So has this been a disadvantage for you over these, uh, these recent few years, that volatility has been so low? I, I mean, it has been both. There is an advantage because the market does not and not feel the, the risk. I mean, it seems that the volatility is very low, so there is not a lot of fear on the market. But of course, the, we know that the VIX can spike very quickly. It can trade today at 10 and tomorrow could be at 20 yeah. in any major political event. And maybe a week later could be at 60. So And then back to 10. The, <laughs> and back to 10, yes. So exactly. I mean, with the volatility so low, yes, it makes the strategy a bit harder to collect premium. I would prefer if we go to the big level up between 15 and 20. So that way, like, I could create more cushion. And, and I, I think it, the strategy will perform a little better, yes. Okay. And final question before we break here, uh, Mario. Is this a 100% rules-based trading system, or is there room for discretion on your part? Um, that's a very good question. I mean, all the triggers are automatically. So the system decides if it wants to go in and out. But I, I reserve the privilege or and overwrite the systems and manage the risk accordingly to political news or, or, or events. Yes. And uh, basically, uh, since uh, you know it started in 2013, at least with uh, Collective 2, about what percentage of the time have you overridden the, uh, the rules-based direction that it was giving you? Only, only two times. Only when two nuclear times. tests were conducted, and when Asian stocks dropped, I think, 10% in two days or three days. I see. Okay. Well, very interesting. Mario, th this is fascinating stuff. We need to take a quick break here. So, again, we're talking with Mario Randholm of Randholm & Company out of Lima, Peru, one of Collective Two's top traders. And you're listening to Collective Two Top Trader Radio. I'm Charlie Wright, and we'll be right back. And we just want to remind you that Top Trader Radio is brought to you by Collective Two, the world's largest automated trade-sharing marketplace. Great traders like Mario today ask Collective Two to track their brokerage results in real time. 
then other investors can subscribe to these traders and automatically follow their trades in their own brokerage account. Pretty simple. Register for free at Collective2. That's Collective with the number 2.com. To browse hundreds and hundreds of trading strategies just like Mario's, including full track records, detailed statistics, and experience the power of cloud-based trade syncing technology for yourself. It's simple. Just check it out, collective2.com. All right, back to Charlie and his guests. Thank you, Paul, very much. Again, we're talking with Mario Randholm of Randholm & Company out of Lima, Peru, one of Collective 2's uh, top traders. So, Mario, um, you're dealing with investors here on Collective 2. So uh, the listeners are typically going to be investors with some investment advisors. Um, having been a trader full-time since 2005, having traded since the year 2000, uh, having gone to business school there in uh, Madrid, Spain, what advice would you have to investors or traders or investment advisors who go on Collective 2 and look at your or other um, opportunities, uh, trading systems, what advice would you have for those traders or investors? I mean, this business is about risk management. I mean, you could have the best models or, or a bad model, but if you are wrong with risk, Management. I mean, you will not succeed. So let's say if you have 100 units of, of capital and you are only willing to lose 20, new traders need to do all the research they can to find ways to keep those 80 units from, from those 100 that they have. I mean, it's, it's a very hard business. It's technology, psychology, and there are very small, smart people trading these markets. But for me, the risk, it's, it's key. You know, Mario, though, the, the, that's great advice, and we've heard that more than once uh, from various uh, traders and investment people, that the key is to manage the risk. And it's not to jump all in because we happen to see, uh, you know, somebody who got great return over some period of time, but it's that managing risk that, that is so very, very important. So... Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you, your track record, as all track records on Collective 2, uh, they're verified by Collective 2 and they're put on there. How do you handle the pressure, Mario, of knowing that you've got about 10 days on this particular trade to be right or wrong, even though, as you mentioned, you've been right the vast majority of the, uh, of the time? Does this bother you and does this keep you awake and how do you handle the pressure? I mean... For me, I, I don't I don't find a pressure of dealing with the, with the trades. The pressure becomes when I don't understand why the price movement is is behaving. That's where the pressure comes. I mean, everyone has to has to have a system that match their personality, and and for me, these systems it works very well because. It allows me to be correct uh, a, a, great, a great percentage of times, but I know that when I am wrong, I have to 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 manage the risk uh, to to the best of my abilities. 
Okay, now you, you, you started in January of 2013 with uh, Collective 2 on uh, the R-Option strategy. Of course, that was a banner year at uh, over uh, 32% uh, return for the S&P 500. Uh, 2014 was a very decent year. Okay, 2015 was more of a struggle, and 2016 didn't go anywhere until after the election here. Uh, so, uh, uh, what do you see, and uh, why do you not try shorting, or why do you not try hedging in this strategy in the event of cataclysmic or some kind of tail risk uh, uh, things that could occur? <laughs> That's a very good question. The truth is the data I analyze I don't don't give me enough support to to go short the market. I mean macroeconomics was data it's it's positive. The deleveraging it's on the economy it's it's working fine and I and and every time any of the strategies have tried to short uh, the market it has been wrong for the last years. I, I I traded through the financial crisis. I mean, I was in a group of twenty people managing uh, a lot of uh, a lot of capital for for a bank. So I know how stressful and how painful uh, a bear market can be. But at the moment, I don't have enough data that that tells me that we have started a bear market. Okay, and how about hedging positions somehow to get to get out uh, at, at a certain time or something? Uh, do you put stop losses in place or anything like that? Yes, the strategy um, for simplicity purposes does not hedge. The only way it hedge positions is just closing the positions right. and moving out of the market. So I think it's also important for subscribers to to have a strategy that they can understand and they can relate. So I I I believe if we start hedging the strategy, and uh, of course trading costs will be higher, and maybe performance would not be uh, would not be as good as, as it had been for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so tell us, uh, let's go back to these 80 companies that you look at. Um, Do you use fundamental analysis at all in looking at those? Or do you use uh, just technical analysis? You mentioned fund flows and a couple of other things. What are the kinds of, what are the categories of the signals uh, that you're looking for? Yes, like, like I mentioned, the models are statistical, statistical and math-based. However, what it have done a big difference into my trading is, is, is market psychology and behavioral finance. I mean, early on, I understood that humans, I mean, we are not programmed to take financial decisions during periods of stress. We are not. I mean, at least I, I am not. Yeah. So what I did is I built a set of rules and filters that do read a market profile, that read uh, inflows and outflows, volume delta on the on stocks, and and then there are macro uh, filters that work on macroeconomic data. 
I mean, if we see in a quarterly basis unemployment and uh, unemployment lower and GDP increasing, I mean, I don't believe that large hedge funds and large funds and large uh, investment companies will want to short this market. Okay, so so that all makes sense here. Mm-hmm. So let me ask a, a personal question here, Mario. Uh, you've got an impressive pedigree. Uh, you, you have uh, been trading for some time, as people will see when they look on the website, uh, a track record uh, that, you know, we, we don't talk about track records here, but they'll see what your track record is on the website. Uh, you, you have an MBA from one of the world's top business schools. You could be, you could have a real job, okay? You could be doing other things. Why are you doing this and with Collective Two? <laughs> I mean, this is a real job. <laughs> I mean, this is a, like after the MBA, I, I never thought of of having my own company. I'm working like from the bottom up i always work with with big firms i started with merrill lynch as uh, in new york uh, during an internship while while my bachelor's but the mba changed me i mean it was focused on entrepreneurship and after that uh, i knew that my skills were in trading the markets investing and managing risk I mean, at the moment, I, I cannot picture myself doing, doing anything else. I am, I am 35, and, and I plan to do this for the next at least 20 years or so. So, and going back to what you mentioned about the track record, yes, I mean, track record, it's important, but the, the key it's is that track record is not indicative of, of future returns. However, I believe that risk management, it is indicative of future returns. So for those that they're looking for to invest on strategies, it's important that they have a, a history trading and they have experienced people behind because in, in the end, it's psychology in the market can take over fundamentals and, and math sometimes can be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we've all found out here. So you're on the uh, Collective 2 platform, and so that allows you to create relationships uh, with um, uh, traders and investment investors and advisors that uh, you would have to spend more time and energy in, in doing. So what does Collective 2 mean to you, Mario? For me, it's... It, it's a great marketing platform. I mean, it has it has worked very well because I I was able able to to have a verified track record, so other people can a third party verified track record, so other people can can trust that data, and then they can subscribe and they take care of all the process on the on the billing. So it's a platform that allowed me to to grow, in, to grow my business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mario, how do people find you on Collective Two? Um, there is a, a page on Collective Two called Leaderboard, where they list about the top 
15 or 20 strategies. I mean, right now I've been I've been consistently in the top five for the last for the last years. So they just need to look for the name our option, and that's the flagship strategy on on the on the platform for me. Okay, very good. So final words for our listeners here, Mario. Mm. <laughs> this is a very hard business. I mean. It's technology, psychology, I'm very smart people. And you need to be humble. I mean, I always think that there is always someone else that knows more and have better information than, than me. So be there to, to be reactive because when, when there is time to buy, you see them buying. And when there is time to sell, you see people selling. So that's an advantage that small traders or small firms not managing billions of dollars have because we can we can move out in and out of the, of the market quicker than other players can do. Yeah, you can be nimble. Okay, yes. so uh, Mario, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it and uh, we hope things continue to go well for you there in Lima, Peru and with Collective too. Thank you so much, Charlie. It was a pleasure. So again, we've been talking with Mario Randholm of Randholm and Company out of Lima, Peru, one of the top traders of Collective 2. You've been listening to Collective 2 Top Radio. To listen to any and all of our interviews, go to Collective 2. That's collective, the number 2.com forward slash radio. Collective2.com forward slash radio for all of the interviews for the show. And for Collective 2 Top Radio, Top Trader Radio, this is Charlie Wright reminding you to trade like you mean it. Collective 2's Top Trader Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host Charlie Wright or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial investment tax and legal professionals prior to any investing. 